Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's another week and it's time for another Raven on Recap. That's right, it's the hilarious, happy, fun times that we have at the most fabulous time of year, Game <laughs> of Thrones season. Please welcome into the sexy Raven on Lounge, the <laughs> Hesute Stuart Late. <laughs> hello, hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Hesute. Yes, well, I yeah. couldn't say scabby because that no. would be mean. That's true. Um, I, I, I was trying to find a descriptor and then <laughs> we were having pizza before and Stu had to tastefully reach for a tissue to mop the pizza sauce out it's of his the, beard. So the, I just thought, uh, his suit. It's the, the burden of the bearded man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, we're back. We're back. It's, it's episode two. I'm so glad that the series wasn't just one episode. It, you know... Do you ever feel, do you ever that would be a like really that? weird um, gambit on on the showrunners' part. It's like this season, one episode, but do- <laughs> all table setting, all table setting, no big battles. But don't do you ever get that feeling when you sort of watch something and then you're kind of really sad that it's over, and for a moment you think, oh, what if that's like the last one that I'll see? But then you realize, no, no, there's more. There's there, more. There is more. And I don't necessarily mean just TV shows, but like I don't know, like food or something. Or oh, sunrises. Sunrises. <laughs> You know when you have that little happy moment of going, ah, it wasn't the last. <coughs> That's it, yeah. I'm, we're going to get another I, one. I'm just too attached. And to there'll be series. more. There'll be more next week. I just have to say up front, and thank you to everyone who, you know, obviously does subscribe via my Patreon account, who's on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I love you all. It's amazing. Um, but I have had a few people today go, ah, oh, this episode was a bit boring and a bit lame and... I don't think the writing was very good. So just a few people. And that's everyone's entitled really? to their opinion. But see, for me, I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> this is Game of Thrones. We have such limited Game of Thrones and you just want to toss it aside as being not very good. Do you understand how little of this you get and how little there is left? That's it. We don't have room for harsh criticism at this point. We we have precious little left as it is. You know, and fair enough, they want the best and every episode should be a a tight thriller. But having said that, I thought this episode was a big step up. I did too! Across the board, pretty much. Like, in a number of different areas. I felt that it didn't have that same kind of epic return that Arya killing all the Freys. That's right. It was a hell of a way to start the season it, and, and it I, really kicked things off. Yeah, I felt this was a much more kind of evenly distributed little circular clock moving yeah. around the clock face. So sure. everyone got touched by the hand of time. But that it, was metaphor done, is it was done a lot more elegantly working. than it normally was. Than it normally is because a, a, a bog standard Game of Thrones episode goes, okay, now we're at the wall. Let's do everything at the wall. Now we're in King's Landing. Let's do everything at King's Landing. And not all the episodes do this, but like the bog standard ones do. The, the mediocre episodes of Game of Thrones, if such things exist. Yes. Careful, Stu. They, they tend to be a bit paint by numbers where we, we stop in with a group of people, then we stop in with the next group of people, and so we just sort of move forward on all their different stories. This episode was very well done where we we went between the different places we we doubled back a number mm. of different times and it was all because we were following a story thread yeah and it was really well done it I was actually it was well that's the thing because i try in my recaps and this 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 recap was a bit of a bitch i have to say like it took me <laughs> a long time and wasn't helped by my normal monday night sort of routine was thrown out of whack a bit but um it, it, it i was like Oh, yep, I've covered off on this bit of Danny. Oh, wait, there's this whole other bit of Danny that I didn't... Oh, That's God, it. I'm yeah, going to have to restructure. Yeah. 
and then trying to keep everything into the I feel like if I do the recaps and I'm constantly going then this scene then this scene then we go back then we go back it just becomes very like whatever sure um, so I do try to group it by no absolutely but, but that's for recaps. character groups yeah. and that sort of thing absolutely. but in the, show, in the show it was yeah. really entertaining to see things you know sort of something happened on Dragonstone we then saw the reaction to that in the north and just playing super as, as it always does super super loose with the concept of time yeah like just things happen and, and this episode fully embraced the fact that things happen when they happen for story reasons not yeah. for any sort of like in universe logistics like yeah. stuff happens suddenly people have like notes from other people well did, when did that happen Danny's, who knows Danny Sam's note that he sent last episode his raven to mm. John arrived after yes. John's raven from Dragonstone. However, adjusting for flight time from our old town, which is much further south, yeah. versus Dragonstone, that's understandable. Sure. But yeah, it does happen. <laughs> I mean, how far does the raven fly? I mean, it, well, that's true. It's got to stop a couple of times. It, it would have to stop. It would have to eat. Do birds sleep? I don't even know if they do. <laughs> Are they like dolphins, which kind of sleep while. They shut down like half their what, brain. What do they eat? Like dirt? Dirt? Or... Do they eat dirt? Do ravens eat dirt? Do they need to stop at a pub for a pie? <laughs> for a disgusting, gross pie? Uh, anyway, all right. So, yes, I... Look, fair's fair. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I think, I think everyone, everyone involved with the show has acknowledged the fact that they play pretty fast and loose with the concept of how time works. Yeah. But it's always done for story reasons. Question, that's fine. That's fine. It's... Did you even notice that Bran didn't appear this episode? I did not notice. And actually, that was something <laughs> I was going to bring up, which is the fact that if we talk about the concept of time, like a fair bit of time has passed since the start of episode one. Right? We've, actually, we've actually really barreled through a couple of weeks at least, surely. Really? Well, yeah. Haven't we? I make it a week tops. Oh, it's a couple of weeks. Because she's just said, shall we begin? And then they have their first sort of live action role playing meeting at yeah, Dragonstone. But in, but in other parts of Winterfell, we have like a separate like meeting of all the different lords and things. Yeah, and... but that's only because they've started their training with the kiddies and the arrows. And, and Okay, we're going to disagree. And meanwhile, it's... and well, especially towards the end of this episode, because then we have like armies moving around and, and fleets moving around and things like that, that. was like, yeah that, you know, like that that i completely agree danny says okay yep the dornish are going to go down to sunspear sorry the greyjoys are going to go down to suns the greyjoys are going to go down to sunspear pick up the dornish dr- drive back drive back Six generations of a nautical family and I say drive back. (laughs) Oh God, my father would be so ashamed of me right now if he listened and understood what Game of Thrones was. Um, (laughs) Love you, Dad. Um, So they were going to sail back Mm. and kind of put the squeeze on King's Landing uh, sort of from the south, I guess, and and then the Tyrells were going to come in from the west. Yes. The southwest kind of. So they were going to surround... King's Landing in what Tormund Giantsbane would not understand as a sort of a double envelopment. (laughs) I'm going to try and get them from the sides. That's right. And so all of a sudden, the Greyjoys are, what, a few nautical miles out of Dragonstone? A lot? Almost at Sunspear? Who knows where they are? One of the Sand Snakes does reference the fact that they're almost at Sunspear. Or they're going to... When we get to Sunspear. Yeah, so you get the the feeling they're sort of 
going if you because if you look at the a map of Game of Thrones, like yeah, if you look at a map of Westeros, they have to sail past where Euron's fleet. Yes, would yes, be going exactly. So, so it looks like they go... basically ran into Euron's fleet. Yeah, they just. I mean, that was poor that was decision making. Poor decision making, which was kind of the the theme of also. My it's kind of it's kind of funny because the the they've done a lot to sort of establish where Dragonstone is, but I don't think like within the world of the unit of Game of Thrones, Dragonstone is right near King's Landing. Like yeah. it's 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 a fair way off the coast, but it's an island it's off the coast of King's Landing. It's a lot closer than freaking Castle Rock. They are is... very close. That's on the other side. It, they, of so the they, continent. The Unsullied, and we're getting ahead of ourselves, but the yes, Unsullied sorry. will have to travel <laughs> virtually around, like halfway around the entire continent of Westeros yes. to get to Castle Because they're not going over land, they're going it, by it, sea. It would be so much quicker to just ship some Unsullied to the shore, march them across, and, and go via land. So. But they can't, I guess, breach the rock or break the rock or whatever it is from, from that way from that side yeah. so they have to do this massive detour <laughs> like wait like they would have had to be a company one imagines the Greyjoy fleet as far as Sunspear and then keep going around the bottom yeah which makes the country you wonder back up the western side that they don't make a point of showing it so I wonder and again we're getting ahead because they can't go north and around it's freaking icy well, up there. Well, exactly. You can't go around that way. But did you see it, that thing floating around the internet that this week that apparently now in the opening credit sequence the um, water off the coast of the wall? So you know how Tormund is on oh, the way to each They've made it all sea. icy. They've made it all icy. So oh, the con- okay. The concept, I hadn't noticed that. The concept is now that the White Walkers will just walk around the wall. Oh, okay. Because they ice over the water and they'll just walk on oh, water. That's true. They'll okay. be Jesus White Walkers. <laughs> well, zombie, uh, zombie Jesus. Anyway, we'll get back to the Unsullied and Tyrion and Danny's crazy plans. We'll get, to, we'll get to it all. Let's do our challenge thing, which is where we set a minute on the clock and then we write down everything we can recollect in that minute from the episode. Yes, which, so which I, is not as much of a challenge as when we were trying to recap season two, for example. Yeah, of course. But of course, it but does sort of indicate where we're at. Or what we're thinking. Yeah, of, like, exactly. Are our brains mind-melding, Stu, <laughs> or are we on very different paths? And I think in good news for this podcast... We're usually not. We're usually concentrating <laughs> on different things, which means we have things to discuss. Sorry, my cats are just being nuts tonight. We Oh, there we go. We had pizza for dinner and there's some boxes of some leftover pizza crusts and one of the cats has broken into it and is eating pizza crust. And that's probably not healthy for a cat, but you know what? We're just going to push on. He, he seems happy. Yeah. Well, he seems happy. Jerks. All right, Stu, I think I went first last week, so I think it's your turn to go first. Uh, okay, okay, cool. So tell me what you wrote down in your minute. All right, in my minute, the very first thing at the top of my list was, of course, the return of my favourite character in Game of Thrones, Hot Pie. Ah, uh, He's back! He's back! And he was resplendent. Hot, hot Pie on the Iron Throne. Like It's going to happen. He's a big unit. He's a big man. Uh, I didn't... A... I, I thought... I wonder if he... I haven't checked in to see whether or not he has actually like got another work. Since then, as an actor, I wonder if this if this is like a really big deal for him, where he kind of gets called back in to play this character that he never thought would be coming back. But good on him; it's fantastic, and you know he's uh, he's filled out. It's he's, good. He's a it's, he's a chunky boy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hey, not hating it. Making those pies. I I love it. Who I I love that amidst the death, the murder, the conspiracies, the drama, the angst, the terror, the battle, That's the bloodshed. It. It's hot pie. Living life. Making pies. Making pies. Absolutely. 
Just and carrying on. There's that old there's that old saying, never trust a skinny chef. Yeah. And <laughs> if if that's anything to go by, Hot Pie is the best chef in the Seven Kingdoms. But he's rocking it. And what I loved about his appearance, and I'll let you get back to your list, but what yes. I loved about his appearance <laughs> is how I think the last time we saw him was talking to Brienne where he talks about you can't skimp on the gravy. Yes. It's like it's all about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So, and then in this one, he's telling Arya about you gotta oh, you've got to brown the butter. And, the butter. And, yeah. Every time he talks to someone, he's got a little he's tip. A little, little cooking tip. <laughs> Just a little cooking tip. Just from me to you. You can take that away, put it's it in your does. pocket. It's what he does. It's how I help. Anyway, continue on. Continue. There, there, are, there, are, there are great maesters and there are great you know, warriors and there are great magicians. There's also great cooks. Yep. And that's hot pie. And yep. I love him. He's fantastic. He's so great. He's so great. Um, the other thing I had was up in Winterfell, John and Sansa. Uh, trouble? No. Trouble? No. Okay. No. Uh, Littlefinger, I wrote. Oh. Um, bad choice, dude. <laughs> so good. Bad choice. Don't so confront good. Don't confront a Stark in the crypt. Yeah. Never works out well. No. Um, I said, uh, Pirates of the Narrow Sea, Curse of the Dodgy Uncle. <laughs> oh my God. Why didn't I even think of that? <laughs> We just at the, uh, at the very end of the episode suddenly morphed into into a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. You that was should fun. have been writing this recap, Stu. I didn't even, <laughs> uh, I didn't even think. And to be honest, compared to some of those, uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean, sort of three and four was way it's, better. That 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 ten minute sequence. One. I quite like the latest one. I haven't the, seen the latest um, one. Is it any good? Uh, God, what was it called? Dead Men Tell No Tales. Oh yes, I, yeah. I really liked it actually. I thought it was the best one since the first oh, Pirates. Oh, really. Movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Wow, the fourth okay. one was not good. Uh, <laughs> the fifth one was fun. Like, it was super fun, I felt. I saw it get some Fair bad enough. reviews, but I felt that was unkind. I, I feel like the default setting for the Pirates movies now is just they're yeah. terrible until they prove otherwise. And this one wasn't sort of campy it, enough to sort of pull it back from the negative reviews. Well, I think... Like, it, it would have had to be really good for people to go, oh, actually, this one's pretty good. Otherwise, yeah, people I are just so. like, eh... I thought More of the was... same. We hate Johnny Depp now, so that is true. That's for very I think complicated that's a... reasons, yeah. but you know, it's um... we're so conflicted because yes. we love uh... him, but now we have to hate him. Yes, bunch of different reasons for hating Johnny Depp. Exactly. Um, but the uh, other things on the list were uh, sand snakes gone. Yeah, no more sand snakes. Well, gone for two of them. Two of them, yeah. And well, did we see what happened to the the third that was with Alaria? Somebody said on my page today that um, two were killed captive. and one was taken, one was taken captive, captive as well, with yeah. Alaria. So, but I got their names wrong. I think I said that. Well, she'll be dead soon. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> that's how this show works. You can hear the grief in Stu's voice, yes. can't you, everyone? Yeah. He's devastated. Yeah, which is which is sad. It's it's so bizarre too because in the meantime, um, the the girl who plays Nymeria, um, Sand, uh. Oh, whose name I'm blanking on, but she's the she's the Asian background one, not um not Keisha Castle Hughes, who's from New Zealand, yeah, who's the yeah. other one, but the other one who died, who uses the whip. Right. Yes. Um, she is in uh, she's in uh, Iron Fist, uh, play, playing a character, playing the the main sort of love interest slash person. In oh, there. for Slow Loris. For Slow Loris. Wow. Um, so there's a Game nice. of Thrones connection in that show. To shame, it's really bad. But <laughs> it's pretty bad. I did a recap of the first episode and then I just never got around yeah, to watching more. That I'm should really give you an sorry. Indication of, no, 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 don't be sorry. It's but I haven't seen it. the Daredevils or the or the Jessica Joneses. I'm terrible with everything. But But anyway. But it's good to know there's more Game of Thrones connections. Maybe that's I'll it. maybe I'll watch it again. But it was very weird seeing um Jessica Henwick, I wanna say, her name, suddenly leapt into my sure, mind. Anyway, why sure. not? Um 
she was really good in that show and she was a major character in that show so to then go back because when I first saw her in Game of Thrones I wasn't really familiar with her but now going back to see to see her playing one of the Sand Snakes I was like oh yeah it's that person and so when she died I was actually like oh that's a shame I would have liked to have seen a bit more from her <laughs> but only because of the goodwill it had built up from watching a completely different, different show <laughs> um, so that's probably not a good you know indictment on the yeah. on, on the show on Game of Thrones um, the other thing I had was Kyburn's very big arrow that he made. Yes. Uh, which is going, obviously his the giant really plot point arrow. The really crossbow. The um, Tywin's Revenge, I think yeah. was a good one. Well, I came up with some of them, but I have to credit Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast with, uh, I think, my favourite, which is Their Regards. Their Regards. <laughs> the Lannisters yes, send their, their regards. regards. That's very good. <laughs> That's very, very good. That's my favourite. Um, and I also, to finish off, because we both didn't write a lot this week. Um, we I don't know, We you. ran out of time. I've just you... got really big yeah. writing. Okay. Um, I wrote uh, Danny and Varys having a, having yeah. a face-off. Um, you would think they might have sorted it out by now. This is a, a point that I made. Point. Exactly, a point that you point made. That I made. point that you made. And, and, and that many, many have made that, that it's just... They had a whole season this... in Marine together. Yes. More. Yes. When did he get to end of Series 5? Uh, well, he was definitely he, he was definitely there for series six. Yeah, so, so they've had been like a season for and a half. season at least. And because he midway through series five, because remember after series four ended is when he killed Ty when yes. he's on the road and he's in Volantis and then they get to Marine. And then so they've had a good year more to now again we have sort really, through these issues. We haven't really gone back and, and watched season five recently, but didn't they have a version of that conversation already? It seemed very strange that they she sort had of rehashed it with Tyrion. This. I feel. I feel like she had that conversation with Tyrion about that he was a Lannister and his father. Yeah, it just feels really weird that... They probably did, though. They probably did. I'm sure they had some version of this conversation. I think that might have been one of the reasons why someone was telling me they didn't like the writing of this episode, because that struck a sort of discordant It was strange. It tied in very strongly to the themes of the episode. Yes, yes. Um, But... Maybe she'd just forgotten... (laughs) <laughs> just like remind me why I haven't well, killed you. I mean, he, she was in Marine for a bit, but then she got you know there was that whole Sons of the Harpy insurgency, and then she got flown off with Drogon and got captured by the Dothraki and had That's to true. get back. And maybe she just had other priorities, and so dressing down Varys <laughs> fell down the list. She's like, okay, now that I'm back in my ancestral home, yes. Why haven't I killed you again? Yes. Yeah. Let's clear the air. Let's see. Let's get this done. But I and I, you know it was strange with Varys because I. I always thought, like, he's, he always seemed to be the shifting sands of where's his loyalty. Like, Baelish, totally in it for himself, purely selfish, just wants what he wants, absolutely. Varys, eh? See, I've kind never, of a bit of selfishness. I never thought that. Well, he says, he always just says that he acts for the realm, he acts for the realm. And you can't say that as much as he did without <laughs> sparking a bit of doubt that that's why he was doing it well, not that I ever... but i mean like, like the key the key to varus and littlefinger is their um conversation together in the climb in season three gonna keep referencing that aren't you Stu? it's it's the key <laughs> to the whole show it's order versus chaos it's it's varus is order and littlefinger is chaos yes and there's a like you know not all of the themes but certainly a, a major part of the show is the forces of people who want things to do well and see things mm. bigger than themselves and other people who only care about themselves and only want to advance their own cause and everyone else can burn. Yeah. 
You know, but I, it, it was just interesting that he, like, she points out, you were going to have me murdered on Robert's or, or orders, and he was like, "Man, that's what would have been best for people at the time." But hey, you did well. Good on <laughs> you, champ. You did well, and now here we are. Punch to the, you know, yeah. bit of a shoulder punch there. Well done, you, Danny. That's it. I'm on your side now. But people have pointed out, and this is the thing: like, Varys plays a long game, and so the longest. I think has it been established that he was actually working to bring um, Viserys. Back? Well, there was that whole sequence with he and uh, Ilario Mapatis. Yes, the, 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 that the merchant. Pentosi merchant. Mm. They were in the... Arya overheard them in the dungeons yeah. in series one when she was chasing cats. That's right. And overheard them talking about, yes, we have to move at this time or we need to do that. And then nothing happened with that. It just... Probably, I guess, because yeah. Viserys died. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think... Um, Varys's plan was always to bring Viserys Targaryen, mm. or at least a Targaryen, back to take over. Like he was, he was playing the long game. He was writing it out, working for Robert. You yeah, know, it was the only way that he could survive because otherwise yeah. he would have been executed. So he's like, no, 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 I'll be your spy master. Yeah, this will work. Playing the long game, waiting him out, seeing how the wind blowed. If everything worked well, then that was fine. But in the meantime, he was working to bring back. A Targaryen, who he saw as the rightful heir to the throne, mm. he was willing to use Danny like everyone else was as a pawn. But then he was like, "Oh, well, this this she's girl seems got to a be bit of chutzpah. that's it. She seems to be doing all right for herself. She's, she's got spunk. She's mastered the Dothraki. She's got dragons. Yeah, she's a, a Targaryen with dragons. Always good. So you know, he he decided to throw his lot in with her, and I, that doesn't seem contrary to his character or shifting. It just seems like a pretty straight line from supporting right. King Eris to supporting all right the next. The okay, ma- the man, you, you the argue you argue your point saliently. <laughs> I just clearly never got a good read on Varys's character. As Danny you did. Danny came across as very. They're they're trying to ride the line with her at the moment. It's very strange to sort of see them. To see her threatening to burn people alive. <laughs> like it's... Yeah. It is very interesting. That was a big call. Very interesting. But then I don't know if that's burned them all like her father because he it's had not, no but dragons. It, but it's a, very, it's a very Targaryen threat. True. Their <laughs> motto is fire and blood. What are you going to do? Um, I feel like the Mad King it was all burn them all using wildfire. Um, whereas she's like, no, no, I'll just have my dragons kill you. Hmm. Which is fair enough. Like that's pest eradication really. A, a Targaryen <laughs> with a dragon. All right, well, let me go through my list. We have yes. a lot of similar things. I actually wrote down Nymeria first. Yes, I completely forgot about Nymeria. Uh, returning the giant doggy, so sweet and, yeah, lovely. Um, and we'll talk about that in a moment, what, what Arya's sort of comments meant. Uh, hot pie, I did hot write pie, that down. Course, and yes. then I wrote down something because it's been in my head since I saw a, a fabulous commenter on Cheeseburger Gothic, which of course is John Birmingham's site where yeah. I published the full recaps. Um, I put up the post on Patreon last night late. I had to go to bed and then I this morning did photos and uploaded the whole thing for free. So I am still putting them all up for free, everyone. It's just is when it's super, super late and I can't make the computer work and the Foxtel work so I can take screenshots, I just give up and go to bed. That's, that's what that's about. <laughs> But someone commented this afternoon, and it's been in my head ever since. Arya is the hound. Yeah. So I when saw she's this. in yeah. with hot pie and she's just eating food, tearing food apart, single word, single syllable answers, yeah. kind of grunting. Mm. And this person said that I think a friend of theirs said 
she's just like the hound now. She's really similar to him in mannerism and vocal yeah. styling. And I went, oh my God, you're so right. I hadn't picked up on that, but yeah, that's absolutely true. It that's, was, a very, that's a very yeah. astute observation. That's fantastic. And so I wrote Aria going home. I then wrote, John is hot and turns around a lot. <laughs> now, <laughs> some context. I, I'm still trying to work out how to make GIFs. Right. GIFs. Yes. We've established. I'll never pronounce that correctly. But... In this episode, he did a lot of this very sexy kind of turning over his shoulder. Looking over the shoulder. Looking over his shoulder at someone talking behind him or he's facing the opposite way. Turning around. I just want to get a montage of gifts together (laughs) or or a clip montage of Jon Snow turning around. Mm. It was very erotic. Yes. Sorry about that. Uh, Little finger bashing. (laughs) Yes, of course. That was fantastic. Sansa is concerned it's a trap. So it's a trap. That's one of the few Star Wars jokes that I know. Yes. That's a trap. Uh, She she doesn't want him to go and meet Daenerys is is what that was in reference to because she thinks it's too dangerous and like Ned Stark's father and brother, they'll just get burnt alive. Exactly. She's doing that annoying thing where she... Annoying Stu or sensible? She's not doing it, but the show is doing it where we know that Danny's not going to kill Jon. For, for multiple reasons. Yeah. Both in-universe and externally. But Sansa doesn't know that, so she's acting in opposition to that. But we want John and Danny to meet up. It's really, going to be amazing. Really badly. So, great. That's amazing. But Sansa's standing in our way, so we kind of dislike Sansa for being the the nagging voice of reason. You may dislike her. Well... I've, I think I've she's myself, making salient points. This is the thing. You, you can. She's making a good point in universe, but she doesn't have all the information. And also she's acting contrary to John, who is ostensibly the hero of the show. You know, and it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, I wish the show didn't have them in conflict like this. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. It's a fine line to walk because there are ways to do it that don't sort of make us automatically side with one of the characters over the other <laughs> because i think 100 percent of people are on john's side here right like no one's no one's saying oh actually i think science is right he should stay in winterfell and rally the troops there oh of course no. we all want him no, story-wise exactly. to go to so science is standing in our way science is I mean, standing in the way of the plot they're not gonna like get it on are they who john and danny yeah they're not gonna they don't know their aunt and aunt and yeah. uh, nephew nephew like they, I mean, like are they aunt and nephew? Is that the family relationship? Me. I'm trying to yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because he's Rhaegar. Yes, she's, yeah, she's Rhaegar's sister. Sister, and he's Rhaegar's son. son. So, so it's, it's his aunt, aunt. But they're about the same age. I know. In fact, that, she's but... a bit younger than him. I think. Mm, is she? No, no, no. It's about similar. Yeah, she similar might, age. About a similar age. Yeah. Maybe a few months older. A few months. I don't know, but similar. Anyway, yeah. point is, I want them to meet desperately, but not so much in a ooh lovers kind of way. Just more in a. What will that be like? You know, here, here are characters who we've never... This the is what two I mean, main yeah. kind of the, heroic characters. The, the, As Melisandre says, you know, you yes. both have a role to play. Both, yes. And it's like, what do you happen when you bring <laughs> the fire and the ice, you know? Oh. There was actually, there was a lot of pseudo, like, 
meta comments made in this in this episode. There were a bit. Yeah, we'll get yeah, to Sam Tarling we'll to and Sam. his little. Yeah, yeah I, want, I really want to dig into that actually because <laughs> that's that's well, fun. Just to finish my list, I wrote Danny dresses down Varys, so agreeing with you. Mm. Um, I wrote Cersei crossbow like yes, you. Absolutely. I wrote. Uh, uh, Jamie Tarly. Oh yes, that's right. Which yeah. is Jamie trying to get Sam Tarly's dad on on board, and I was I I ran out of time to write Sam and Jorah. But the other thing that I wrote, which we should probably address, Missandei Grey Worm, hot sexy time. I didn't even write that down. <laughs> you know what? I'm not I'm not surprised that you didn't, Stu, because to be honest, a lot of people I think were super keen for this sex scene. Um, or some people, you know, described it as super hot, sexy times. I actually felt a little invasive watching it. Was it was a very intimate scene where uh, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of a special thing between them. I'd, exactly. I'd like to sort of back slowly out of the room. Exactly. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And mm. then they kept the camera there for a lot longer than well, I was Much longer than expecting. you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. They really took their time with that scene. It was crazy. Yeah. But I love the way that nobody wears like undergarments. Yes. And they all have <laughs> yes. they all have clothing that you just sort of pull one strategic rope and it just falls off. It just falls off. What like, happens what happens if you like snag it on a like a table leg or something like exactly. that? Exactly. Oh well hello, sailor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean it was it was great and I think we heard Grey Worm talk for the longest stretch that he's ever spoken. That, that, was, he a, talked that about. was a big speech. Yeah, when he speech. talked about the unsullied really good one, yeah. having to overcome their weaknesses, mm. but Miss and Day is his weakness, and she's yes. a little insulted by that at first, but then it's actually the, the <laughs> sweetest compliment That's that you it. could yeah, get. Exactly, yeah. uh, and he speaks so eloquently, and we're like, oh, poor Grey Worm, always standing in a corner <laughs> looking solemn. But, now, I did, see, I did see quite a few people sort of raise questions over just what is the state of Grey Worm's business. Like, what's, what's the situation? Do you know what? I actually didn't mention that because I feel like I would get um, clapback, which I believe is the internet term. <laughs> um, and I don't... Cause, I, but the thing... What, there's this whole move now, which is in terms of, like, transgendered people, it's not about what's in your trunks. It's, it's not about oh, that. Oh, yeah, but I mean... And so I didn't want to kind of go, oh, my God... What has he got down there? Is it nothing? But I mean, is I'm not talking something? from a... Yeah. Is it, and, and so there's this voyeuristic element, but at the same time, we're in such a, um, a, 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 a sort of a mode of understanding when it comes to issues yeah. of that. Not that Grey Worm is transgender. He's not at no. all. He's a man. Yes. He's just a eunuch. But it's just... But, but what does that mean? Like, I'm, yes. I'm interested in the, in the mechanics yes, of it all. Yes, yes. Like, because they talked... Two seasons ago, Danny and Missandei talked about, you know, did they take the pillar and the stones? Yeah. So you're trying to work out what's and there. They were kind of, and she was very vague, actually, about what had happened. And it still is. Like, the show has just been bizarrely um, coy, coy about yeah, coy. exactly what is left down there and, and what... You know, look, and I get it because it's probably not something you want to show. I mean, they've showed everything else. Well, they but they like, explicitly said that Theon Greyjoy had his dick cut off, right? Like that's they was, didn't show it. That's true, but they did have then Ramsay like show a, a, you they know, did have Ramsay waggle mess. a sausage at Theon. So I feel like yes, but that was a metaphor. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was an allegory. But. It's a just, visual reference aid. It just—it's—it's it's very interesting to me that they've decided to be very coy about this because, that because they're def- good guys. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess. Theon was a bit of a bad guy, and I guess if you were going to show something, but I think I feel like that level of mutilation because they've never shown it for Varys either. No. Not that Varys has ever seemed to have any kind of sexual appetite. No, or... that's right, exactly. But so I. Yeah, I, I sort of felt like, oh, God, if I write too much about that, I feel like the internet will clap back. And indeed, there were lo- I saw lots of memes doing the rounds of, hey, girl, like, hey, girl, I may not have anything downstairs, but I still got a tongue. You know, there are all these, <laughs> not since John and Agrit in the cave, have we? That's right. Actually, that's, that's an interesting, I hadn't even thought of that, but that's an interesting parallel where, yeah. like, you show how you, re- that, that, that's how they, that's in Game of Thrones. That's how they show how someone really loves another person. Which means, Stu, which means it's time. Oh, God. It's time. It's time for this week's incredibly awkward episode Mm -hmm. of Living Living at at Home with Grey Worm and Sunday. Was it good for you? Sorry, just had something in my throat. Living at home with Grey Worm and Miss Sandy. <laughs> the thing is, and look, I think we got out of we that. We blew straight much. through that, didn't we? That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for that. I think um, the the thing about I always got the sense that they were already kind of in a relationship that's one of the reasons why we yeah. started this whole living at home with Grey that's it exactly yeah the fact that they yeah. seem to be a couple yes and just... I, I assumed they had done coupley things like this is and but apparently this is like the first and last Who well the, the the fact that he was leaving was inspiration he's for leaving for battle and yeah it's gonna be a thing i don't think he'll die though i think he's oh really well he could but i think he's pretty safe for a while i think a lot of unsullied can and will die, but I think Grey Worm mm. will survive. Okay. I love Grey Worm. I do too. He's a really good character. Um, yeah, it was a nice scene. Slightly awkward for me as a viewer. Yes. Because it was so kind of tender and intimate. <laughs> and I'm not used to that kind of level of real emotion. Yeah. You know, I just want to engage on a very superficial level. <laughs> but being forced to confront intimacy was... Also, they were, they were strange, and I didn't like it, and I yeah. lashed out against it with violence, <laughs> such as the way of our modern with our modern life. Um, but no, that's why I didn't actually write too much about that scene because I honestly felt yeah. like it was invasive. But I, to but I love it. Well, the thing was too that they they really that they did leave that scene go on for a long, long time, mm. and they, they were, were camera they angles. Were, they were working those camera angles mm. to try and get the most out of it, yeah. and still keep it like broadcast possible. Yeah. You know, it was very, I was like, okay, all right, they're going right there. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> Let's, uh, speaking of Bush, Kate Bush Kate is Bush. back in the house, <laughs> makes a return to Dragonstone where she used to live back in the Stannis days, but now she's back and just welcomed in by Danny, who's... How'd she get there? It's an island. Ah, uh, Gendry. Yeah, Gendry's, Gendry's robot service. Started up a little, you know, little, what did they call mm-hmm. Ferry service. Ferry service, yeah, absolutely. To, to a Dragonstone. <laughs> See the great empty keep of Stannis Baratheon. Where we've Marvel. decided to put absolutely no troops whatsoever. Yeah. Marvel at the large, convenient pile of dragon glass <laughs> on the southern end of the island. Try the local delicacy. 
Sand. <laughs> Cooked three ways. Cooked three ways. There's no food on drag. Like, have you? Yeah, I know. We yeah, haven't seen very... them eat. I, th- I made the point in my recap that it's so drab. Like, and Danny actually says, I think her first line is, I don't feel like I'm at home. Yeah. You know, and it's true. She has lived her life in warmth in ESOS, and yeah. color and vibrancy. That's and it. Everything's been. And I hate to break it to her, but if Dragonstone doesn't feel like home, the Red Keep is not going to feel like no, home. No, it's. No, no, not at all. But it, it, it is. It's so drab and yeah. so gray and cold and. <laughs> Someone throw around some abstract art or something. Get a bit of colour in the place. Well, the Targaryen colours are black and red. We're not seeing any red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put why some, not? Put some red in there. Splash of colour. Come on. Uh, so, yes, Melisandre is back and they have that lovely discussion about the translation of the prince that was promised and how it yes. has no gender in High Valyrian. Which is a, a lot of pedantic nerds have pointed that out already on the net, on the internet. And I just love that, like, Missandei is like a, a living comment section come to life. <laughs> oh, well, really? actually, <laughs> so that, that is... High Valyrian has no uh, gendered pronouns. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that's that. A, that's a whole thing. That's it's a whole, a whole thing. thing that they've just little... There, there is, there is a, ver- a very specific subset of Game of Thrones fandom did a little squee when um, when Missandei was saying, actually, High Valyrian <laughs> has no gendered pronouns. It's like, oh, okay, interesting. And D- Danny's like, oh, yes, I like this better. I like that. Oh, yeah, Tyrion's like, it doesn't really roll off the tongue very well. <laughs> yeah. Look, a lot of things roll off the tongue well, so that one doesn't have to be That's one right, of them exactly. when it comes to the uh, <clears throat> Missandei. But exactly anyway, right. so, yeah, so she says you've got to... Get Jon Snow here. Bring Jon Snow. And, it, how and Danny's bizarre, like, was it? okay, yep, send a raven, bring him here. I'm like, oh my Summon God. Summon Jon Snow. Summon Jon Snow. <laughs> and then you said in your recap, I didn't know it was so easy. I didn't know it could just be that easy. <laughs> All this time. I never thought. I, just, I never thought. It's the simplest solution. Simplest. Send her, it was just the way she sort of said, yep, send a raven north. Bring me Jon bring, Snow. Bring me Jon Snow. Have him cleaned and brought to my chamber. Oh, God. Um, so, yes, well, while we're talking meta, um, because we mentioned that was meta commentary on the Game of Thrones nerds with yes. the language, yes. let's just pop over to Old Town and do the whole Sam we'll, we'll Tarly yeah. Jorah. Absolutely. Because Sam has his little meta commentary on the, well, because the title the, of the books. The, the Grand Maester says, well, what's the name that he gives? It's like the... It's the history... The histories of the wars after the death of King Robert the First, yeah, or something like something very like plain, that. very factual. And I think all of us were sort of holding our breath, going because I, I could just see at a lesser show, right? Sam would have said something like, "Oh, I think a better name would be Game of Thrones," or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I just sort of like wink at the camera, like I, see, it that's could have gone very that badly. You thought that because I thought. That it was the War of Five Kings, which is the book of the series that deals with the wars yes. after the death of Robert. Sure. The War of Five Kings. But then mm. other people today were going, ah, oh, yes, because it's a song of ice and fire, because he wanted something more poetic. So he, he, other well, so, yeah, but, but exactly. So you say, whole... oh, yeah, something more poetic. Yeah. yeah so it was exactly. funny how everyone took their own little bit, because I just thought of the War of Five Kings, which is just one book out of the. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, it wouldn't make. To get super nerdy for a second, it wouldn't make sense to call the Archmaester's history a song of ice and fire because it has nothing to do with. Yes, he doesn't know anything about Danny or. That's right, exactly. But you could definitely you could call it um, the War of the Five Kings or something. Yeah, you know, or something like that. Um, But yeah, like you you just picture 
like Sam say, oh, I think a good title would be yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's a good title. Yes. Like, uh. I don't know if that is such a good title for this Game of Thrones we've been enduring. <laughs> What's that? Oh, all the thrones. Yes, it's rather like a game, isn't it? Which is funny because the, the show has... Thr- the show yes, has, I'll call it the throne game. <laughs> the throne game. Step up, everyone. Play the throne game. <laughs> everyone gets a prize or at least a horrible mutilation. Um, but the show has done that before. In season one, Cersei actually says Game of Thrones. You, you, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Yeah, that felt a lot more contextual. But it was, yeah. exactly, because this show is a step above usual schlock. They actually made it work. Like, they had a main character say the title of the show in-universe. But I think she says it in the book as and well. And it worked. Well, of course. Yeah, exactly. But but it but it works. On a lesser yes. show, it wouldn't work. They, they would shoehorn it in in some horrible way. And I was just dreading the fact that, like, we're so far beyond the books now that sometimes, like, you wonder if the show writers are going to just indulge a horrible impulse like that just to go, oh, I think a good, good title would be Game of Thrones. But he never did. Guys, just... why don't we have Ed Sheeran come back? <laughs> And actually, he just sort of pokes his head in. I yeah. think a good title would be Game of Thrones. And then, no, no, no. He says, hey, guys, I've got a new song I'd like to sing you. It's called Ice and Fire. That's right. It's my song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm quite proud of it, actually. It goes like this. Na, 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 na. Oh, it's my Ed Sheeran impression. Was it, uh, That's, uh, yeah. was it close? I it was uh, on a spectrum... On a spectrum between Ed Sheeran and Dick Van Dyke, I feel like it's closer to the oh other end of that. Oh, my damn, Mary Chim, chim, Oh, look at that. It's a <laughs> Do you know when I was a kid, I never, ever even cared that his accent was that dodgy. I didn't, I didn't realise the other dodgy accent. It never occurred even, to me. And then later on, as I grew up, and I went, Dick Van Dyke is American? But he's a cockney. <laughs> yeah. I, the only thing you ever see him in is Mary Poppins. Like, hmm. obviously, he's got this huge body of work, but... It never made it over here. Yeah, who cares when we about were kids. everything yeah, else? Yeah, exactly. It's diagnosis murder. <laughs> well, as far as I know, his career went Mary Poppins, diagnosis, diagnosis murder. murder. I think he had his own show. It was like the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, the Dick show. Van Dyke show back in the 50s or 60s or whatever. Whatever. Um, I never saw that. Who cares? I saw him scrubbing chimneys and <laughs> killing off old people. But I love his... He quite, quite reasonably says, you know, no one on set told me I was doing a bad accent. Of you course know, like, they wouldn't. <laughs> They should. If he was doing a terrible Cockney accent, which in hindsight he kind of was. But he was the star of the show. Like, it was Julie Andrews' first film. So she was not, uh, you know. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty close. She'd done Sound of Music before that, I think. No, Sound of Music was 65. Really? 66. I always thought they were Mary the other Poppins way around. Mary Poppins was 62, 63. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because I knew she, would come she, in, she was coming done... straight off My Fair Lady on, on yeah, West Yeah, and she wasn't cast in that. Audrey yeah, Hepburn that's was right. cast she in was that passed over and, and had so she her, got cast as Mary and had her, um, right. uh, Audrey Hepburn had her, had her vocal dubbed. Du- vocal or some, dubbed. some of her vocals dubbed. She claims some of the singing was hers. Oh, okay. Well, it was Marnie up, Nixon who actually dubbed heaps of those yes. famous actresses in songs. And yeah, she only absolutely. died quite recently. Mm. Um, earlier this year, last year, something like that. She anyway. was an incredible singer and... Yeah. Like, was a ghost singer. Like, yeah. would often... Probably not that attractive on film. That's how it used to run. That's how it used to A little bit of singing in the rain. We've there. all seen singing in the rain. Yeah, although she was attractive. She just sounded terrible. But the point stands. <laughs> how do we get onto classic movies? Maybe we should do a classic movie podcast. Just going back and watching old films and then kind of dealing with them. 
you know, in our Just post- dealing with them. Well, in our postmodern world and identity politics mm-hmm. and all this stuff, yeah, that's true. pretty much any movie made before like 2000 is fraught two, with danger. Two straight white people are the absolute people to do that. That's 100% <laughs> no, no, no. right. No, well, I mean, maybe we just stick to movies that were all white people. Sure, that's true. Let's face yeah. it, there were a lot. There were a lot. Um, <laughs> we're kind of spoiled for choice. <laughs> oh, God. We're terrible. <laughs> Oh, God. Everyone's going to hate me. We're the worst. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the way the world was. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not just. It just it just was. Anyway, speaking of horrible white people, Game of Thrones. Yes. Let's go back to that. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we were talking about uh, Sam and his meta thing. Let's yes, talk about Jorah. Yeah, yeah. We finally saw the extent to which the grayscale had ravaged... His, I'm going to say, fairly fit body for He's an older guy. Rock, rocking the dead body. He's loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think it's a bit better is, than is a it, dad is it, bod. He's a step above a dead bod? You're yeah. Right? Okay, well, a cool. dad bod tends to have a bit more of a belly paunch. Seems to that's be true. The, that's true, actually. Yeah, he's, Jorah was He keeps himself hard. in good shape. Yeah. He's, he's he, in good shape. He had like a strong chest, yeah, absolutely. I felt. Not that I was staring. I don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't objectify people. I reject any accusation. (laughs) (laughs) And I dare you to come up with proof. You don't objectify people. You objectify (laughs) a person. (laughs) To a fault, but not people. I sent... I sent... uh, I sent... um, uh, Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. I said, oh, what did you, you know, what did you think of my message? Saying, what did you think of my recap? Yes. And he's like, yes, really stepped up the Jon Snow objectification, <laughs> but then it is your oeuvre. And I said, yes, it's my medium. <laughs> Some artists paint with light. I paint with pure, sexual objectification, sexual objectification of a beautiful man. Yeah. That's, let's face it, I'm just getting my own back after generations of male artists doing the same thing. Totally. So there you go. It's feminism. Um, I'll have the MRAs after me. Oh, no. Not the MRAs. Uh, I, I feel like I could pull a good MRA audience. Maybe I could do some sort of MRA healing. Would you, you, know. would well, you want to, though? I feel like I want to convince them. I want to... If you're an MRA listening to this, I want to I want to help you just be cool with stuff. <laughs> like you know, just because you're not sort of like got a girlfriend or whatever, it's cool. Lots of people don't. Lots of girl lots of girls don't have boyfriends either. Totally. That doesn't mean you go nuts and just start blaming the whole <laughs> gender for for what hasn't happened for you. Like mm-hmm. it's cool, man. You just just calm down, you know? <laughs> Sorry, I just, I want to help MRAs. I feel so sorry for them mm-hmm. that they can't see how silly. You're a, you're a very generous person. I mean, I don't, <laughs> look, I just see, I saw a, I think I saw some article about like an MRA meetup in Sydney. Right. And every picture was of exactly the kind of person it, you would that expect you to go to an MRA mind. meetup. Yeah. And I feel sorry for them because Absolutely, it's like, yeah. you're not great specimens necessarily Mm. in terms of maybe either physically or maybe and probably more so your personality so yeah i want to help you be better what's that movie with um sarah jessica parker and sex in the city no 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 that's i've I've actually been (laughs) 
just to digress again, because we haven't digressed enough. Sorry, so, sorry I, listeners, I've just pressed the half an hour long diversion button. No, um. no, no, it won't be that long. But because I've got the, because I've got the Foxtel Now the set fo- up. Yes, exactly, yes. I've got the Foxtel Now set up on the laptop. And so not only do I have access to Game of Thrones, mm. I have access to the entire Sex and the City back catalogue, which I've only ever seen about... Side benefit. Oh, look, I've seen it maybe 15, 20 times before. Yeah, exactly. But I can still watch it. That's right. There's still so much in it. Um, I, look, I'm a big fan of Sex and the City. What is terrifying now about Sex and the City, though, is they're all the characters all now are the age that I am. Oh, right, okay. So in the latest so they're series catching of up, Sex they're and catching the City, they're at. in their mid 30s, yeah. heading into their late 30s. I'm not. I'm still 29. But. <laughs> They're, they're at the same age, and so there's an episode where they go to a casino for the weekend for Charlotte's 36th birthday, which may or may not be a similar age to me. Not, <laughs> not actually, but similar. And I was in tears. Yes. And they're giving her like a prank gift of, oh, look, here's a ga- we got you a game of cards. It's Old Maid. Ah! Wow. And I was like, oh, God. Which seems like 36 is not old. No, like, it's not at all. You'd expect like a 40th birthday party maybe, but like certainly back back in like the mid-90s to be considered like, oh, you're old now. But and, like and 36. And the thing, they're not. They, they, but it's, it's freaky for me because I watched that show first when I was 19, 20, 21. Sure. So this concept of... You know that was years away, and totally. and it was it was foreign, and now I'm in the same country, <laughs> and it's terrifying. <laughs> I don't like it, um, and and so as I watch Sex in the City as I continue to age, but they mm. will stay the same age. Yeah, I will then become older than the people in Sex in the City, and that's freaky to me. Absolutely, yeah, I, I get that. Because you know how you you outgrow like. The Babysitter's Club, right? Sure. I used to like The Babysitter's Club. And I used to read it when I was 8, 9, 10. And the girls in The Babysitter's Club were like 13. And they seemed so mature. Yes. You know? And like Sweet Valley High. Did you ever read Sweet Valley High, Stu? I am aware of Sweet Valley High. My sisters used to read Sweet Valley High when they were kids. Great series, Stu. Great series. Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield. Absolutely. The blonde twins. (laughs) One was the popular one. One was the nerdy bookworm. But actually, they were both incredibly gorgeous because they were identical blonde twins. (laughs) Living the American dream. But I think my sisters read uh, Nancy Drew, which I actually read a bit of Nancy Nancy Drew, Drew too. Nancy Drew is great. Um, they used to read Sweet Valley High. They used to read the Babysit- Belden. Babysitter's Club. Yep. Trixie and they, Belden? Not Trixie Belden. I love Trixie but Belden. There was, the, there was one with ponies or horses or something. Saddle oh, the Club? The Saddle Club, I think. Was uh, the other I think thing. I, I was too old for Saddle Club. <laughs> Saddle Club came in as I was like getting well into point horror. That yes. Yes. We exactly. were talking about, I think, before the, ca- the podcast started. Uh, yes. Were we talking about that over dinner? This yes. all bleeds in. This all bleeds oh, in together. Oh God! Sorry, everyone listening. We were talking about if look if you were a teenager in the nineties, then you're with me. You used to read Point Horror, mm-hmm. maybe a bit of R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. For for my brother and I, it was always R.L. Stein, and then Paul Jennings, who's Paul the Jennings, Australian author. Yes, and definitely. And then Animorphs, which was an incredible. Uh, Book series that deserves that deserve better than the shitty TV series. Was it got. that the Graham? What's his face? No, no, it was K. A. Applegate, um, who was a, 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 a American uh, female author, um, but she wrote a whole bunch of uh, novels about kids who could turn into animals. I'd never um, read through, those. Through there alien you go. technology, there was this big sprawling epic, like Star Wars style. Oh wow! Epic battles and things. It was amazing. 
really, really good, and it got turned to a really bad TV show oh, with sucks. a terrible budget. But this is the thing, like when you're a kid... That was my Harry Potter. And you're reading... Yeah, well, when you're reading these stories about people who were like just that little bit older than you, but they seem so mature. That's right, exactly, Like they're yeah. camp counsellors on summer camp. Uh, yes. They're 16 <laughs> and they have their driver's licence. You know? Yes. They're so mature. When you're 13, someone who's 17 seems like an adult. And then you get to 30 and go, I'm still not as mature as the 16-year-olds <laughs> from Sweet Valley High. How did this happen? Because they were all being written by 30-year-olds. So the characters were 30-year-olds in 16-year-old kind of minds. Yeah. Anyway, digression passed. Let's get back to Jorah. <laughs> Jorah and his manky skin. Oh, that was that manky. Sam has to carve off and he has to bite down and try not to scream. What do you think made Sam make the decision to help Jorah? Was it just because he realised he was Gior's... Jor's... I think it was it was Jaws. Probably it was probably son? a big a big chunk of that. It was Jor Mormont. It was the fact that Jor Mormont was his Lord Commander, and so he was going to do everything he could to help his son. But I also think that Sam's been feeling very like stifled at the at the Citadel. Like every time he tries to do something, the Grand Maester says, "You can't do that." And here's a here's a surprisingly erudite reason why. <laughs> um, you know, like, because normally, because normally, basically, Sam, yeah, you're shit. Yeah, basically, stop yeah, trying. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. And I, because I know better and it's never worked before and you shouldn't do that. And so Sam's sort of rebelling against that a little bit. Mm. And sort of going, well, damn it, I, I can see in the books here, which makes me think, like, is there going to be some sort of horrible repercussions for Sam? Like, either in terms of, is he going to get yeah. grayscale? Or well, he was he, gloved he, up. Pretty he hard. was pretty gloved up. But yep. if, I mean, if he gets a bit of that pus, like, that's what I mean. Like, is that, eye, yeah. he should really have full face protection. <laughs> that's it. Like a medieval welding mask or and something. And they really focused on that excision. They, they really did. They had a lot of fun with. And uh, then the juxtaposition with the pie yeah. in Hot Pie's shop. Some of the, was some like, of the pus. Oh, and, and oh I'm. Oh, the I'm, supperation. I'm starting to. Oh, that's the word? I was trying Supperation. to think of the word today. Yeah. I was like, there's, there's a word. Supperating wound. Okay, let's yes. say it again. Let's just. <laughs> let's call this podcast the Supperation Hour. <laughs> Do you think he'll survive, Jorah? Um, I think so. I, I think uh, that would be a, a really ballsy move for the show to go, oh, actually, Sam killed him. Didn't um, take. Didn't take. He died. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. But I love the way he said, you know, <clears throat> normally I'd ship you off to Valyria and you'd live your life as a stone man, but I'll but give you a because, day. Because you're an anointed knight, I'll give you a day to think it over. I'll give you a day and to look longingly looks, at your sword. Looks very pointedly at the sword, <laughs> then back to him. And then I feel like, I feel like, in, you know, in a comedy, he'd look at the sword a couple more times <laughs> and then walked out. But he was writing, I must, I'm sure someone on the internet has already done it, but he was writing a letter to Danny. Yes. When and, Sam and came in to say, you're not can, dying today. We can see most of the, it yeah. was, must have been a goodbye note or something. I've always loved you. Oh God, please. Why don't you? Oh God, please love me. <laughs> please kiss my corpse. But it's interesting that he says, um, you should have cut your arm off as soon as, um, yeah. as soon as they touched you. Who wants to do that though? Who wants to do that? But having said that, like, would that have stopped it? I, I got the impression that it wouldn't necessarily have stopped it, but maybe. Maybe he would have. Maybe he just would have been a... I guess with gangrene, isn't it? You cut your That's limb true. off, don't That's you? That's true, yeah. So it is the gangrene. Yeah. Well, it's it's oh, like well... fantasy leprosy, basically. <laughs> well, but doesn't leprosy make things drop off? Yeah, also, you can't, but, you can't but you're call not it leprosy to, anymore. You're not supposed to touch 
lepers, are you? Is, is that how it's, I'm probably saying something horribly incorrect? Yeah, I feel like... I feel like this is a pre-2000 in fiction, politically incorrect thing to say. In like traditionally yeah. in fiction. In the Bible, <laughs> you're not supposed to touch lepers. That's right. Jesus was amazing because he did. Because he did and he cured them. Jesus was walking good. antibiotics. Yes. <laughs> good on Jesus. I've cured. Jesus was mold. <laughs> We've cracked it, Stu. <laughs> but no, there's actually a name for leprosy. He was sentient I- penicillin. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, Explains we make... how he walked on water. He just oh, floated across. Yeah. We we make ourselves laugh, Stu, and often that's the most important thing. Often that's the only thing. <laughs> Let's go to Winterfell. Yes. I, I want to talk about sure. John. Yes, absolutely. Because we, we're almost <laughs> at the hour mark and we okay. haven't even discussed Let's talk John, about John apart from objectification. Um, yes, so oh, we briefly mentioned him. He gets uh, Tyrion's letter. He then gets... Sam's letter. Yes. He then holds court with all of his lords and ladies. Are they just hanging around Winterfell? Is that how it's working? Like, or are they going home and then they're coming back? Is he summoning everyone back for a quick meeting every time? No, like, how's I that feel working? like they're all encamped at Winterfell while Fair they... while the winter's on. Like, yeah, because there's I not think... that many people left up north. We get the impression. But they I mean, I think we talked about this last week. Is how many? <laughs> how many small folk to use the yes. term for? Common people, ordinary people, hmm. non-lords and ladies are there in Winterfell. That's and true. I think we've discovered it's about like 14 or something. <laughs> like everyone else is in an army or dead. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, but I suspect that, you know, like in the old days, you would go in progression and you would have the hospitality of your liege lord. So they're all yes, staying at Winterfell true. as liege lords and, no, bannermen of, Bannerman, yeah, of, House, of Stark. House Stark. Yeah. So I suspect they're all just kind of working out plans and this is why I don't think it's been that much time because you would you would stay for, say, a month at Winterfell after the battle yes. to sort everything out, sure. get your army back together, patch people up, and then you might go back to your homes. But noticeably, Tormund wasn't there because there well, was no Tommy in this episode, Stu, which was a shocking oversight. There was, and it was, I'm always sad when there's no Tommy in. But um, John sent him off last episode to go and take uh, Eastwatch by well, the Sea. Well, he said that that's where he would be going, but we didn't see him leave. We didn't say goodbye. We did, I would well, have I thought assume he'd be... left. Otherwise, I mean, because none of the wildlings were there. So I assume that they've left for... I know, but why didn't we get like a farewell scene with Brienne is what I'm saying to you. Why didn't we get a Well, bit I think of... we did that. Wasn't that basically what... No, Last that was just was? him. That was just him signing up. <laughs> Speaking of which, I um, a Filipino friend of mine came into town recently, and we were chatting. My other friend and I, Amy. Mm. Hello, Amy, if you're listening. I don't think she listens, but we went and uh, I, I took her to the Marvel exhibition. Oh, cool! And we had drinks, and then we were talking about I can't remember why, but we were talking about you know if you hit on someone, and we mentioned we talked about it as you crack onto someone. She was like. Cra- what did you say? Crack on to? Like, oh yeah, that's quite an Australianism. And that is. You, yeah. you, in America, you crack hit on, on someone. someone, but in Australia, you crack on to crack them. Crack on. Here you <laughs> go. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, you pretty <laughs> sweet chick. Um, I'm an MRA. Want to get together? <laughs> no? Well, that just reinforced my stereotypes. I'm good. Um, all right. So no torment, but there is John being awesome and regal and decisive and you know he took Sansa's and Davos's opinion that it was too dangerous for him to go to Dragonstone and yeah. then he went nah still going still going see ya because Check he's the reasons. only he's the only character now who's got his eye on the prize he's got his yeah. eyes on hey there's an army of the undead 
who are going to be here soon. Yeah. We need to get ready for that. And all the lords, even Liana Mormont said, no, we need the king in the north. <laughs> we need you here. You belong here. Yeah. And it's true. But as you say, John is, and this is why I talked in my recap about making decisions and choosing mm. one way or the other. There's no choice for John. He's the same path. When he saw the wildlings at Hardhome, that was it. Yep. And, and Ramsay was just a distraction. Even yeah. though even though he got killed and he had to come back from the dead and then he was sick of fighting and then he had to go fight Ramsay, he's now like, no, 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 key message, avoid death by White Walkers. Yes. So how do you combat that? How does Sansa combat that without just going, because she hasn't seen them either. Well, know? this is what I mean, exactly. And when... It's going to take... When John, Physical interaction with the White Walkers yes, to convince exactly. them all properly that he's doing the right thing. That's right. When John announced that he was going south, and he said, "And I'm," and Sansa did the, "Well, who's going to be in charge?" And he's like, "You are." You are, yeah. Right? And I forgot to put that. And in that my was a great too. moment. It was so but good. Littlefinger smiled like oh. his face was going to split apart. Oh. And you just know that that's where the show's going. Like it's, and maybe it'll surprise us, but. I really feel like Sansa's going to make some bad decisions as the Queen in the North. No. I think she is. I I don't necessarily love that idea, but she's got Littlefinger dribbling poison into her ear. But she knows what he is. She knows he's a massive douche. Well, maybe maybe she'll surprise all of us. I hope she does. How good was it when Jon punched him up in the crypt? I know. And in, in a scene that, like, absolutely mirrored the one with uh between him and ned in king's landing just absolutely mirrored like he said he said the wrong thing to the wrong stark oh yeah what did he say in that episode two starks quick tempers small brains brains. slow brains slow Slow minds yeah Yeah. (laughs) quick tempers slow minds that that was when that, that was after he told him that he had um stored Catelyn, Catelyn in, in, the his, in his whorehouse. Yeah, that's right. Ned got him up against the wall. That's right. And was basically about to like deliver a smackdown before yeah. he was like, hey, 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 no, I'm not kidding. I'm not yeah, joking. There she is. He's like, you're a funny man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, But, you know, John in this one was just like, if you touch my sister, I will kill, kill you. you. Which, oh. hey, like pretty much straight up capital H hero at that point. Oh, like, so much a hero. This show doesn't isn't very kind to heroes. I don't know. Stop it, Stu. Don't plant seeds of death. I mean, you know, John John's already come mind. back from the dead, so I mean, I'm not particularly worried too much, which is probably a problem, but How do you think he'll go with Danny next week? I can't wait. Oh, I think it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. I I think And and really, I was looking at the map and Winterfell to White Harbour and then sail to Dragonstone. I guess that's a doable journey for him to be there in the next week. Yeah, because he is there. He's going to get there next week. Mm. Um, that, that's been all, in all the previews. Like, we're finally going to oh, see Oh, did you John... watch the previews? See, I've been switching off. To oh, okay. Work. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not super worried about getting spoiled that way. I mean, like, we're I know, the final but I'm, I'm now, trying but... to keep my, you know, surprise and delight fresh yes exactly as fresh as i can well actually it's it's a weird um thing with the foxtel now um stuff which both of us apparently haven't used very much in the past but uh well they re- at, at the they, ends, they at redid the ends of the this episodes, whole they didn't have this foxtel now until that's it it's brand new it's brand new mm. um at the end of the episodes they it just flashes up yeah you have to and be I'm really like, quick oh, to, oh, stop, okay, stop, get, stop. Get, get out of it stop it yeah. and i uh, <clears throat> 
and you know, and I've said this before with most things, I don't really mind being spoiled a bit, but I'm just trying for the sake of the recaps to keep my like, oh my God. So to have that first reactions to who sees who first and who's, To have the proper reactions. So when like, if we then continue on with Nymeria's appearance, which we did mention briefly, I had this amazing reaction of, oh my God. And I think that, I think that it had been previewed in the previous weeks it actually yeah, coming it did up. show up like we, well, there was I, a sighting of a wolf knew, or something we knew there was a wolf there was so, a wolf yeah so i had this lovely moment of going when aria's you know horse is starting to get spooked and she's rubbing her hands and it's cold and there's rustling in the bushes and then all of a sudden oh my god oh my god there's nymeria so <laughs> if i if i i was trying to film my face close up and if it worked i'll post it but and that, that was a, that was just my such face a... is a massive like breakouts at the moment, so I just apologise in advance. It's like Game of Thrones season. Natalie's going to be doing Facebook live chats and taking reaction videos. So let's just have skin problems. <laughs> let's make it a Jorah Mormont appreciation society. <laughs> Thankfully, not that bad. But anyway, um, and then finally, we should go and talk about. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Dodgy Uncle, was it? Rocket Pirates Rockstar of the Narrow Sea. Pirates of the Narrow Sea. <laughs> um, that wasn't wholly unexpected, given it was in the trailers. Not for totally the, unexpected. For the yeah, I think. I think. But but having said that, it did come out of nowhere in the episode itself. I felt anyway. Mm. Um, they had lulled you into a false sense of security to the point where I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess this will be another." It's just going to be Alaria episode. and Yara getting it and, on below deck. Sure. And below deck. Quite, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> But it turned out to not be because there's a giant crash and suddenly and his, his, he, like, he rides the drawbridge <laughs> down. <laughs> in in two or three episodes, Euron is instantly more interesting to watch than Ramsay. Ramsay was a very tedious presence on the show. I, I felt. yeah, I feel like like you hated him, but his scenes were a slog because he was just this very banal stayed sort of he, he you're was, saying that Euron has a bit of glamour he, he's he got he's, a bit of showbiz he's fun to watch <laughs> he's fun to watch he's enjoying himself <laughs> yeah and he's definitely ramped it up from last year's version yeah, of absolutely, Euron he's yeah, become which is, like so, ah. sort of quietly crazy I think he's now loudly maybe crazy maybe that is it because I keep saying and I said this last week he reminds me of someone and last week it was a bit sort of um, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park <laughs> But that didn't really hold water for this week because it was a lot more pirate. It was a bit Johnny Depp. It was a little bit Brian Blessed, I feel. Like a little bit... A little bit. She's Rawr! a egg. Fresh horses. <laughs> Fly. Gordon's alive. That's the one I was looking for. <laughs> That's the reference. I love that you you have you, you haven't seen Flash Gordon though. I have actually you? have seen it came on TV one night and I watched like the last half hour of it and yeah. was just baffled. I know. It's utterly baffling. Baffled because I get confused between Flash Gordon and The Flash. Like, I oh, thought right. they were the same superhero <laughs> for years. Very much not. I just never yes. understood. But yeah, yeah. Flash Gordon is like a intergalactic. He's, li- he's literally a football player who gets transported to an alien world and has to fight his way. Right. Out. Yes. Oh, okay. In the comics. Like, it's not even... Yeah, but they're both comics. The, the character... It, it was a comic, yeah. yeah it so that's be, why there's confusion there. You've got yes. the Flash comic and the Flash Gordon comic. And totally. I just thought the Flash was like, oh, when he dropped his surname, like Madonna. <laughs> well, people call him Flash. That's the thing. Yeah. Ah, saviour of the universe. Yeah. Anyway. Ah! <laughs> it's all Queen, isn't it? That, that whole soundtrack is you, Queen. I mean, it's... Like, that 
music is great. It's amazing. And it was all high camp and Brian Blessed in a freaking winged beanie and <laughs> booties. And <laughs> is that what he was wearing? He's like, he's, he's, he's in, like an eagle. He's a, he's a hawk man, yeah. Hawk man, yeah. that's it. <laughs> but Euron had a touch of that, sort of that. That sort of, yeah. Right, booming, royal yeah. booming range. <laughs> Not quite as in, insane. But he was, yeah, he was good to watch and he grabbed Yara and was like, give your uncle a kiss. <laughs> it's going to come to me. He just, he's, he's someone to me in my mind, but I can't quite get it. But it will come to me. It's, it's true. He, he's, he's channeling someone and I can't figure out who it is. Do you think he, because he, he seemed to keep Yara and Ilaria alive? Oh yeah, he was absolutely trying to get them as hostages. Because the thing is, like, they're in open rebellion against... Cersei. So this is like Alaria. So he's going to bring her Alaria and Yara. I thought he was going to kill Yara, actually. I thought I he was going to slit he might, her yeah. throat. I thought we might see the end of Yara there. Because he, he talked in Alaria. last season about murdering his niece and nephew. Yeah. But there was that horrible. And actually, I saw a lot of internet reaction to Theon, you know, people tweeting, you know, he's a bitch and how dare he and. All that stuff, but yeah. I, I was just so sad about it was his because I mean the whole abandoning point, yeah. of Yara. They'd just been talking about how he was her protector. At the end of the day, he's just not strong enough, and too much stuff has happened. To too him. much stuff. He's still traumatized, yeah. and he became weak. He couldn't handle it. It's genuinely upsetting because, like, Yara believed in him, and yes. Yara had just, you know, obviously had just gotten through talking about how he was her protector. Exactly, and then he ran away. He dives off the he Titanic, just, as it were, and grabs in, the, in grabs what, the what driftwood. I'm sure, and... I'm sure it was deliberate, but it was, he just, like, not a graceful dive. He was just, like, <laughs> just off the side of the boat. I'm out. I think I saw someone tweet, again, I need to get into gifts, but it was like, <laughs> you know, Theon Greyjoy and then a clip of, you know, at the Super Bowl, I think it was earlier this year, when yes, Lady, uh, Gaga Lady Gaga just, just like, dived off. off the roof. Yeah. But this really quite, not ungraceful, but kind of just very sudden, sudden yeah. and it's like plunging dive like what um so that was quite good so yeah i guess will cersei marry euron now that he's brought her brought her alaria the person who poisoned uh Marcella. oh yeah yeah she she's directly responsible for Marcella's death she poisoned Marcella. does cersei know that i think she probably does well considering when they had the war council Tyrion said it was just an open you poisoned yeah. Marcella, yeah, and she right. was innocent and she was a Lannister. You are all ridiculous. <laughs> we should mention though, Elena Terrell, her little yes. moment with Danny and that be a dragon, don't be a sheep, be a dragon. Which everyone's everyone's like obviously like making memes and things out of that and saying, Oh, you know, yes queen and all that sort of thing. But <laughs> that's not great advice. It's not great advice. Not necessarily anyway. It's not Elena Terrell has lost everything. Yeah. And is looking for revenge. So she has survived all the men. Yes. But she's also survived her grandchildren. Yes. And that wasn't That's particularly right. great. But exactly. I do think that she has a point about the squabbles of the lords of Westeros. Yes. The, the sort of the superficial well, stuff. That's true. But you, but you need to be smart if you're going to win the throne and keep the throne. I didn't I necessarily think, think that she was advocating just brute force, though. Oh, she was. I think she was one hundred percent saying, "Bring the dragons out, burn the army," and you thought that? I'm fairly sure that's what she was advocating for. No, I it? felt it was more like be a, uh, 
be a leader. Don't concern yourself with petty who looks better, sheepy sheepy. But the point the be, point was that she didn't be bold, be Danny was saying they didn't want to attack King's Landing. They were going to lay siege to it instead. Which is the smart play. But no, it wasn't, Elena was saying Well the army has we then, all been destroyed we then by Euron. We then found out oh maybe not. It was actually quite a poor decision. Quite silly. But And Olena now faces a whole bunch of her lords rebelling and going over to Cersei like Randall Tarley. Well that's right, exactly. But I just, for some that, reason, I just got the feeling like we were like Fox News correspondents talking about Trump. <laughs> well, now the president has to deal with the Supreme Court, and like, like this we, is what people love about this show. Correspondents, it's a, the political intrigue of Game of Thrones. <laughs> He's got to testify in front of a what do they call it? House committee. <laughs> American politics. I thought it was, I thought it was an interesting conversation. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week. Now that half the fleet and some of the army maybe has gone, because yeah. it's not clear how much of the Greyjoy fleet was involved there, and yeah, and, and had, how much of the how much of the Dornish army is now dead. And also, where are the Dothraki? They were left out of yes. this whole attack move into Westeros because, as Cersei was pointing out, if the Dothraki come in here, they're just going to rape your families, burn your castles. You know, you've got nothing. And That's right. And, and they, they and Tyrion mentioned, acknowledged that. Yes. He said, we can't, they have to be Westerosi armies. Yeah. The, the, the change has to come from within. That's right. So so you've got Westerosi armies laying siege to King's Landing. You've got the Unsullied going up to the Castly Rock, Rock. Castley Rock and laying siege to that. So what are the Dothraki doing? No one ever mentions the Dothraki. Just hanging out on Dragonstone. Maybe out. getting acclimatized That's to true. the cold. That's true, yeah. And a lot of, killing a lot of their horses, horses and... and like it's a big army. Where are they all? Yeah, it's very What's strange. What's the missing piece? Because you see these beautiful sweeping vistas of the, of Dragonstone. There's not really anyone. There's about. never anyone on there. <laughs> they ne- you never have like a giant marshalling yard where everyone all the Dothraki are camped. Like Maybe it's they're just still very in boats out at sea. Oh. oh, that could be bad. Yeah. Maybe they no. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. But there you go. Well, I think we've come to the end of the recap. Is there anything else that we... The only the only thing that I did want to say was that we were talking strategy just then. We were talking lots of like, you know, where everything would go and all that sort of thing. And I did love that I I and my friends have played a lot of Game of Thrones, the board game. Because <laughs> Which I've never played because you've giant nerd never invited I, me, Stu. You can come whenever you like set to, up, to come set and play. A date. I will. Set I will. a date. I'll set a date. We'll play. We'll I hear get, it takes get hours. Get some of the guys together. Um... It can take like six hours to play a game, <laughs> especially if people get a bit indecisive and stuff. But it was just really funny because like Tyrion's talking about tactics and he's talking about moving pieces here and he's moving pieces on a giant board. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is really interesting, but you should be careful about uh, overextending your supply lines for this particular thing because that's really hard to, to maintain when you're also trying to fight on a second front. Stuff you've all and, learned. And which which uh, house cards do you have left? Because if you if you haven't got those cards ready to play, that's going to be really difficult if they play that one. To close anyway. out, speaking of playing games... Sorry, sorry, I've got my nerd all over no, you. No, no, let me show you my nerd. <laughs> because I teamed up with beloved throner Katie. Oh, yes. Who you may recall from my first Game of Thrones trivia night experience. You are becoming a Game of Thrones trivia shark. Yep. And look at this, baby. <laughs> Cluedo. Game of Game Thrones. Of Thrones Cluedo. Cluedo. So I found out that there was another Game of Thrones trivia night happening up at the Eaton's Hill Hotel. Right. Which is a way out from the city. It's on the north side. <laughs> it's actually across the bridge from where I grew up as a kid in Albany mm. Creek. 
So they have this massive function center out there. Yeah. And they do trivia nights. And I'd been out a couple of weeks before for a sex in the trivia. Sex in the trivia. Sex in the trivia. There you go. Oh my God. Done. Why is it called that? <laughs> sex in the trivia night. Um, so I went out and uh, got Katie who lives at Deborah, which is further out still. So right. she came in and we did a two person team. Mm. And do you remember when I told you about the first trivia night? Yes. That I did. That the, some of the funny team names. One of them was oh God, King yes. Tommen's Base Jumping King Club. King Tommen's Base Jumping Club. Yep. So anyway, I got there five minutes late. They'd already started, and I jumped down with uh, with with Katie, and we started doing questions. Or she'd already. She was fine. She'd already. She was way ahead. She didn't need me. <laughs> we won by one point. It wow. was awesome. In the end, we won by one point. But I looked up at the. They had like a, a you know computer screen of all the team names and a graph and a yep. what do they call that a table. And there was the name King Tommen's Base Jumping Club. And I went, hang on a second. That can't be a coincidence. Like how many people have that team name? Yeah. And Katie was like, oh, it's that guy behind us. And there was a big table, one guy on it. And he was King Tommen's Base Jumping Club. Oh, wow. And he was super cute. Like, oh. like oh. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like, he, I think he's about 24, 25 or something. Oh, can't, okay. Can't be older than that. Right. But like just a little cute, like I just want to pick him up and put him in my pocket. And I was like, hello, were you at the flying cock the other week? That's the name of the pub. Yes. It wasn't a come on. And he was like, oh yeah, but I, I have more friends. I swear. They just couldn't make it tonight. But he, his whole thing was like, I, oh, we didn't. I was like, cause we won. We, we went and we won. And he was like, oh damn, you won. I'm trying to win one Game of Thrones trivia night. <laughs> and he did super well because the guy who ran the night asked, Here's a question for you, Stu. Yes. What is the currency in Westeros? Um, like, what's the main unit of currency? Like the dollar or the pound or the... Oh, uh, it's gold something. There's a name for it, though. It's yeah. like gold, uh, gold crowns. Oh, close. Not really. Uh, not close. Golden dragons. Golden dragons. Oh, of, then, co- of course. Of and course then silver stags and then copper pennies, I think. So right, okay. we guessed that Katie was really good. Was like, I think it's dragons. And I was like, okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And then they asked what was the, how many stags to a dragon? Oh my God. Anyway, nobody knew that. And then he, um, he asked a couple of really curly ones, like from the book as well. He went through all these, yeah. who is, who is the warden of the North and warden of the South, but then or East and West. And then it was like, who is the warden of the prince's pass? And who's the warden of the Dornish, no, the Southern marches. And who, so basically you would have had to read book the book, stuff. all the yeah. book stuff. Yeah, yeah. And really memorize stuff. So that was tricky. And then the only reason I think we won in the end is because we knew all the actors. His last round was just all who were the actors. Oh, right, okay. What are their yep. real names? Which I've never seen at a Game of Thrones trivia night. I feel like it's cheating a bit. And I think that's the only <laughs> reason that we won because we yep. knew Jerome Flynn. I think because right. nobody yes. else got Jerome Flynn because he's yep. like, who plays Bronn? It was like, ah. Oh. So anyway, we won by one night, you know, met up again with that cute guy because I then was like, you need to come on my Facebook page, buddy. Get on there. <laughs> think he has hello to you if you're listening i think his name is Corey. hello Corey. great team name Corey. he's super cute like awesome like in a john snowy kind of beard and sort of floppy hair and was wearing a little blazer i just like wanted to put him in my pocket (laughs) okay now i'm sounding like a stalker all right so i think with that stew we can probably wrap up i don't have any more trivia nights to go to (laughs) that i know of yes for Game of Thrones. If, if you, you know do, of Trivia yeah. Nights, please let Natalie know <laughs> because she know. will go to them. So I got a Game of Thrones Cluedo out of it. Yes, so we need absolutely. to play. I haven't played Cluedo 
since I was a kid and I was always more a Monopoly girl than a Cluedo yes. girl. And there is a Game of Thrones Monopoly, which I do want to get. I have so. it at home. You have it? I have Game of Thrones Monopoly at home. Okay, so we need to have like fun times. <laughs> I'll come round. We're going to have a whole day. We'll yeah. make a day of it. Absolutely. We'll put on the series in the background just for a bit of ambience. <laughs> I'll bring over the other stuff I won in the other trivia night. I won like a big dragon claw glass. <laughs> we can drink mead. Yes. Yeah, I'll wear Excellent. my Daenerys wig. It'll be awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, stay fabulous, stay thronesy, <laughs> and I hope you can join us for more adventures. We're Please do. After next week, we're kind of almost halfway through the series. It's, it's nuts. It's bizarre. We're only three episodes, two episodes in, soon to be three. Soon to be three, which is almost half. Nuts. I guess all there is left to say is Valamogulis. Winter is here. <laughs>